0: Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite.
1: Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Thursday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Kahn, and Dennis Dick with you this morning. Well, the market just keeps on rallying. Nothing to see here. Another day of that. So we'll talk about the continued rally in the market. uh, Election be damned. New COVID cases be damned. I mean, I guess the COVID cases are rising, but the deaths aren't rising with it. So market doesn't really care about much. The market just goes up. That's what it does. So we'll talk about that. we got a lot of earnings on our radar here this morning. Qualcomm from yesterday. We've got GM out this morning and a lot of big ones out this morning. So we'll cover as many of those as we can. Alibaba as well. I want to talk about the move in cannabis pot stocks here this morning. They popped and they dropped We'll talk about that move. Uh, We'll get to questions from our chat. Our guest is Ryan Dietrich. He is the Chief Market Strategist and Senior Vice President at LPL Financial. Want to remind you all to hit that like button. Show us your love. We appreciate that. We'll get to some more questions from from the chat, like I said, later in the show. But before we do that, let's throw it to Joel. And Joel, tell us, how much are we up this morning?
2: Sixty-five handles, right at thirty-five hundred. Had a little bit of a sell-off into the close. That didn't last very long. Got a few uh, seven points below our closing price yesterday of thirty-four thirty-five pre-market low, twenty-eight and a quarter. We made it in to the thirty-five hundred handle, thirty-five oh eight fifty. That matches your October 16th high, next daily high up there at 35.24. If you're looking for another target on the upside, crude in the red here by 18 cents at 38.97, though. But we do we do have a little bit of story here in gold. Gold is up $32, breaking out over 1900. 1928.40 is your last print. Silver, silver's in the green too, following it up 4.3%, or that's a little over a dollar at 2493. And Bitcoin has a new handle. It's the 15 000 Holy handle. Drop yep. along Bitcoin. Inflation. Inflation hedge. There you go. Cleared 14. It took one, two, three, four, five, six days to do it, but here we are. Bitcoin is back. Technically I was a Bitcoin looking-
3: hater for a long time. I've been on the Bitcoin bull train saying it's going to 20,000. I wish I owned it, but I don't. I just can't bring myself to just buy numbers on a computer screen. But, I mean, there's no reason not to. This is a market that nothing matters. Fundamentals don't matter. So just because it's digits on a computer screen doesn't mean anything. So wait, wait, I think it wait, continues wait to go wait, higher, wait,
1: too. Wait. You always buy digits on a computer screen for everything else. But
3: those digits on a computer screen um, actually have something behind them. They are stocks. So there's actually companies. There's actually something there. Your you Bitcoin say- digits on a computer screen are just digits on a computer screen. They represent nothing. Just a Bitcoin, which is just nothing.
1: It's I don't know. Digits. It's, it's, it's
3: digits but- on a computer screen. At least gold. You got the gold. But I'm not bearish. I've been bullish. I think anybody who's listening to this show, I'm bullish these digits on a computer screen. It makes zero (laughs) sense to me from a CFA perspective. It makes absolutely zero sense to me, but it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm not going to be short it for one thing, and I'm still bullish. I see no reason why the Bitcoin train gets suddenly derailed. I wouldn't be surprised. It goes to a hundred thousand. I want to own it. I want to own it. I just can't bring myself to own something that is nothing. If that makes any sense. Uh, uh, it does a little bit. Do you own? Do you Do you guys own it at all? I don't have it anymore. No, no. You no. had it at one time. I want to yeah. own it. Yep. I'd be a buyer of a pullback if I was a crypto trader. And I maybe I just shouldn't separate. I'm not a crypto trader, but if I was a crypto trader, I would own Bitcoin right now. I would be long if I was a crypto trader. But I'm not, I stick with the stocks. I stick with what I think I know, even though I maybe I know nothing because this market, I said not to chase wow. yesterday and here we are up another 60 points. So I guess chasing goes. Chasing well,
4: works.
1: it, it, and it, it worked
3: ch- yesterday.
2: I mean, it came in at the end of the day a little bit. So, uh, we were like 142 or
3: 242 on this, or 342. I'm losing track 100 point handle. We we're, were 342 <laughs> on SPY when we were saying I wouldn't be chasing the rally. We're 349. So bad call by me. I guess we should have been chasing yesterday. And you know what? What's derailing the bull thesis now? Here's a market, Joel. And go to the Qs. We're up 10% in three days. This is the only thing I did right. And I talked about this last week. I bought a bunch more Qs in my long-term investment account. I took a good chunk of my cash. I just put it straight up in the Qs. And we're about 272. I was like, you know what? I'm going to just stick it into my retirement account because I'll be happy I did this because eventually tech will turn around again. Here it is. One week later, I'm up almost 10% on those Q's purchases that I made one week ago. That is just insanity that it can go. It makes me want to trade it right away, but this was in the retirement account. Not going to trade out of those Q's. I put them in there because I trade the stocks too much. And typically when I buy indexes, I don't trade out of them. So sticking with it, but wow. Ten percent in three days up in the queues, down like an escalator, up like an
2: elevator. It's it's like backwards world here, man. It is, it is. Yep. It it certainly is. But uh tech, you know, it's let us I mean, it's let us out of the off the March and April lows. Uh overall they had good reports, right? And you know, you've had the election there. You know, they're your leaders and leaders and best. You can't, you can't beat them. We had some good tech earnings this morning too. I guess uh Qualcomm, you want to start with that one, Spencer? That was
3: last night, yeah.
2: Last night. Yeah, sure. I wanted to complain
3: today. And you're starting with the one stock that I own that's actually up. Because I was okay. in a complaining mood today.
0: You're in and, a complaining you know, mood And it's because I'm kind of like
3: then. a glass a half empty type of guy, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> People say I get too negative. But um, I wanted to complain because I looked at my down filter and I was like, I'm looking today and I'm like, well, I own Alibaba. It's down. I own Bluebird Bio. No idea why I own Bluebird Bio. I think I know why you absolute own it.
2: Do- I thought I was going to take it over when exactly. all those dead. That's not a good reason. No, it's
3: not a star. good reason. That's been an absolute dog. So anyways, it's getting slaughtered today. I actually almost got back to even. I should have looked at it and sold it. Oh,
2: yesterday.
3: yeah. Sell it even. That's what Is you got to yeah, do. Yeah, I guess that's what you got to do. You don't cut Let it go lost. way
2: against you. I, I got Zynga
3: I, I bought for the breakout, and I was like, I think the report will be okay, but they decide to smack that anyway. So that one's down, too. So we got a day we're down... And, I, and then I've got Biogen, too. I want to complain about Biogen, actually, because it's down today. So I'm not going to notice that it was up 100 points yesterday. I'm going to complain that it's down 5 points today. So I'm in a complaining type of mood. But I do own Qualcomm, so I guess I can't complain about that one. Give us the details. Mr. Israel.
1: You're the only person who can... Like like in biogen, not acknowledge, <laughs> not acknowledge that it was a hundred point up move <laughs> yesterday. Up yesterday. I'm <laughs>
3: pissed off about the five points it's down today. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm joking. This is a little bit of a joke. It was a little bit of a joke segment. All right, Bye.
1: Qualcomm, uh kind of the headliner from yesterday's after hour session, Q4 adjusted EPS a buck forty-five. First, a dollar and 17 cent estimate. So, a very nice eq 4 EPS beat. Sales were good as well, uh, $8.35 billion. They gave some uh, guidance. They gave some Q1 sales guidance. That was above the estimate there in the uh, mid high $7 billion, low to mid $8 billion range. That again beat the estimate. So, uh, good earnings, good Q1 sales guidance for Qualcomm.
3: Uh, I mean, stocks making new all-time highs. It's got the 5G story behind it. it the valuation yep. was never that extreme. This was one of the only stocks that I bought back in March. I know everybody else on Twitter loaded up their portfolios, went on margin, and bought everything back in March. I bought Qualcomm and I bought Microsoft. Both of those were good buys. The Qualcomm has been an excellent buy. I paid, I think, $63 for it back in March, almost to the lows. I've held it the whole time. One of those that I've actually held on to. 147 bucks this morning i'm up i don't know 150 percent in four months should i ring the register maybe but i mean in this market it pays not to ring
2: the register because tech stocks just keep going up not much to give you here uh it's holding on to the gains and 149.75 hit that in two different brackets just came back up to that area holding This 15 minute support here at 147. So underneath 147, you might get a little bit of a whoosh down. Hard to find other support levels after it's trading up so high. And then 149.75. Maybe if it takes out 150, just keeps on going. I don't I don't see anything right now that's saying that that's gonna be the pre-market, you know, the high for the day. But you never know. It's two bucks off it. People may be booking some profits, made some pressure from, you know, some lower option buyers in this area, you know, trying to beat the premium gods, but one hundred forty nine seventy five is really the only thing I can give you here in Qualcomm.
3: And then Alibaba this morning, which is yeah. the big one. Um, this was trading up ten bucks ahead of the number. It basically oh. got all the losses back ahead of the number so we know it got wow. slammed on the lack of the ant ipo and we said you know we were saying 295 like don't be early well it only had to be the next day and then it ripped higher and then it's all the way back up to 305 this morning actually it hit 308 i believe this morning which got all the losses back and wow. then the print happened and then they're like now nah, we're gonna slam it right back down so again this is the type of market i'm still gonna say it Take the gains when you got them because, um, you know, in this case, obviously, the Nasdaq's rallied significantly. But if you're just long for trades, I'd be booking those gains just as I would have been yesterday as well because it's the kind of market that it can turn very quickly. And uh, for Alibaba, it turned right on the print.
0: Yeah,
2: wow, to get that back up. Oh, go ahead, Spencer. Did you want to give some numbers? Yeah,
1: we want the yeah. numbers. Yeah. So I guess first, with regards to the IPO, I guess I was wrong because I thought this IPO was going to happen and it looks like that's it's now dead in the water. They are, they are refunding uh, the, people's orders that they placed. Seriously. Yeah, so this thing, this anti-IPO is not happening right now. As far as Alibaba goes, um Ant is just, just, just a small part of their company. The rest of the company is doing great. EPS, $2.65 versus a $2.11. Estimate sales of $22.8 versus $23 billion estimate. So slight sales miss, uh, earnings beat. And I will remind you, the biggest day of the year for Alibaba is in six days with Singles Day.
3: Oh, yeah, Singles Day. So remind us two days before that because we like to buy two days before the event. So we'll let the Alibaba settle. What day is Singles Day?
1: It's the
3: 11th. <laughs> it's the same day every year. I, yeah, but I never remember. November
2: much, 11th, so. Dennis. So I'm a, I have that
3: goldfish memory. It's six seconds. I'm going to forget that next week. So you got to remind me again. Sorry. Oh, my... did
2: you did you change your shirt? I, I actually had... showered
3: too. believe oh it or not. Lord. I did have a shower. I didn't shave have time to shave. <laughs> that takes an extra set, five minutes. But I had time to shower. Wife hosed me down with the fire hose. So I'm actually I look OK here. And I
2: put on my nice Benzinger shirt. Okay, so, one of your you two. Shirts. I like this. Uh, uh I right now I'll tell you. If you woke up at four, Dennis, did you whack that Baba this morning? It's, I mean, to fill no, the I gap like baba. that. No, I no, for a trade. For a trade, this no, week, no, it would have been a good whack though. I mean,
1: how, what all, were the
3: numbers? So give it. To, so just break it down one more time. Don't have to give the numbers,
1: but how much they beat by? Their earnings beat two dollars sixty-five cents versus two dollars eleven cents.
3: Yeah, they blew it away. But you know, in this market, it all means nothing. It's all just hocus pocus. So it just depends how they feel. Um, the sales, and again, okay, but the sales missed. So this market gives like, you know, 1% of care to the bottom line and 99% of the care to the top line. It's the way it's been since Amazon changed the market a decade ago, I feel like, or five mm-hmm. years ago, yep. that they went. They only care about top line. Top line, miss, they hit the stock. Bottom line, you know, blows it away. And that's why I was looking at GM this morning. I'm like, eh. You look at GM and they're like, Oh, that's a lot of money they made. And they're kicking butt and taking names on the earnings front, but the sales weren't great. So that's why I'd be somewhat cautious chasing GM. But that's another story for another minute. Yeah, you're
2: um, jumping around. You're jumping. I do I do. I jump around. You got a lot, one night's sleep and you're just right back to normal <laughs> here.
3: Niddling, Ready to go. Uh,
2: wow. I, I'm just looking at this, and you know, if you had bought it on that two-day dip, and then you're right back up, you know, to, it actually filled the gap by more than three points here when you traded up to 308. Is that what the pre-market high? Uh pre-market high is 308. Even you only needed to go to 305 uh, to and change to fill the gap. So. Wow, I'm just I'm surprised it was up that high. Uh, now you got to think about this low here. Here's the second time trading down ten dollars and thirteen cents. It caught this low. That's a big level right there. You take that out. I mean, it's kind of fluffy under here. You had a little gap and then two quiet days, so not a lot in here. Maybe look at two sixty eight, two seventy here. Maybe not today, but second time going on this low. I'd uh, be careful when it, if it takes it out.
1: Uh, Spinner with the good point that uh, IQ has uh, their earnings oh, uh, took so, it later me. today. And um, what are, are you t- trying to do? You write I was the- writing fluffy. Okay. Jeremy <laughs> needs some annotations. Uh, so the entire Chinese tech trade here is hot. It, it, you can go to any of those names. Baba, you can go to Baidu. You can go to JD, which we talked about. They're all hot. You can go to the ETFs, the KWEB. They're that's
3: why on Baba, you probably gotta be buying pullbacks anyways, even without the NIPO. Because yep. China, we we just we gave the analysis been doing nothing for ten years. We're gonna get if Biden actually gets in and, and Trump is not out of this, by the way. We could talk about that in a minute. Oh no. Not, but not, but not. if Biden actually gets in, I gotta think it's good, you know, that they're gonna keep lifting China on this because we know Trump's playing hardball. And they think Biden's gonna be a pushover. I don't know if that's the case or not, but that's what Trump wants you to believe. Um, But that's what I think the markets believe, too. I think that's why China had a great day yesterday. So
2: having a good day today, too. That is,
3: despite Alibaba being down. So that's saying something.
1: Uh, Dennis, you're still in your NEO, right? I'm still in my NEO, yes. Uh,
3: Actually, not entirely true. I sold half yesterday because somebody talked me into it on Twitter. And I talked myself into it on the show. And I was like, you know what? I've doubled my money in the course of a month. Time to sell half, so I sold half of my NEO. So I'm still in it, but I sold half. The stock's still firing all cylinders. A little Great. concerning that it top, it, it just got to that 40 level, big psychological level. Couldn't quite get through it yesterday, but there's no reason really to this, you know, panic here. I just think it's a, you know, been a big chunk, and now I'm completely playing with houses money. That's what Kramer used to say. That's what I've used to say too. You stock doubles, sell half, play with houses of money. Not not a bad not a bad strategy.
1: All right, you want to go to uh, GM here. This is this is this is a big report. Uh, I don't know what the stock has done over the last twenty minutes, but prior to the show, it, it was uh, nice gains. It, yeah, it was it was looking looking uh, not too shabby here. Okay, it's still holding up. So GM reported the earnings this morning. Uh, Q three adjusted EPS of two dollars and eighty three cents versus a one dollar thirty eight cent estimate. They beat by a dollar and fifty cents per share on the earnings. Sales missed by a hair. Um, but that's that's a nice beat for GM. What else do they say? They say uh, 40% of its new models in China are going to be energy vehicles in the next five years. Uh, They expect the all-electric crews to be deployed by the end of this year, uh, as well as to have some driverless vehicles. That's from the conference call. Uh, Good report from GM. Good pop this morning. Joel, tell us why we shouldn't feel good about it.
2: No, I mean, <laughs> thirty-eight bucks. I mean, we got up to that. I can't remember. We had just a really solid run here, and we got to thirty-eight. Stopped right at thirty-eight on the nose. Uh, seller ahead of it right now. Thirty-seven eighty-one is your pre-market high. So the only thing is, when it got up here last time, is that you, Dennis. <laughs> Jesus Murphy, <laughs> <laughs> I drew the trend for you. Yeah, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get back down there. Uh, I love this.
3: Thank Jeremy yeah. Newsom for showing me this.
2: Yes, I. Will. I just draw all over Joel's charts. Uh, we're switching software soon. So, um, anyways, you know, third. What are you gonna say? It, it got <laughs> he to totally took his train of thought
3: away too. He saw this line show up. I, I'm just gonna say, I like the Don't GM you? and Ford story. Uh, I'm long Ford, but Ford's. I got. Ford had a good number too, and they knocked it down after the report. I, know. I wouldn't GM gives something. it
2: back a lot. I, I if it got over 38 and held 38, then I'd say, okay, you know, let's go for 40, but man, it's say a story, and it's kind of a weird stock the way it trades. It does d- decent volume, but it's not what is the daily volume on this, Dennis? Is it it's not huge, is it? On GM? Uh, yeah, That's it's huge. decent. Oh is yeah,
3: it? GM trades. Oh yeah. Sorry trade a million shares. GM trades big volume. But I I don't know. I'm I'm very torn on this. One, I wouldn't chase the move up. Two, I want to own the stock. I still think GM and Ford are eventually going. I, I agree with Kramer. I think Ford's going to 10 bucks eventually. I think the story, the EV story for GM and Ford is going to get hot. I don't know when that is. But I'm not going to chase it up 6.5%. I'm going to wait for another dip because this market always seems to give you a dip. And one, and the other thing is, now I tweeted out earlier, I'd be careful chasing it because they beat like the, the awesome that. earnings, yeah. but the sales slightly missed. And this market cares more about sales than it does earnings. So you just got to be somewhat cautious when they start looking They're like, eh, I don't know. So, the, but the EV commentary can help too. The stock deserves to be up, it deserves to be up, but it's the kind of market that they don't like value stocks. And I wouldn't be surprised if it leaked. So that's why I'm not chasing it, but I'd be a buyer down at that trend line I just drew. Yeah, it, just
2: see what happens at pre-market high. It's pretty distinct on the on the 15-minute uh, there, right at 37.80. Price said, "Hey, I'm not waiting for 38 this time." So that's a battle zone for GM. And uh, let's take a look at the Ford chart lately. Um, you know, you're right; it, it faded off earnings, and now it's just it didn't do much yesterday either. I don't know. You need a big, uh, big announcement and not getting it. I guess that 760 area. Dennis, is, oh, Dennis you got to get rid of the line. You can't have it on How every I chart. Get rid of the line.
3: <laughs> <laughs> eraser. There you go. There you I go. Mean, let, I mean, I mean, a big eraser it. there for you.
2: You got an area right there. 750. Seven. What was the low from yesterday? I mean there's a lot of lows in this same area. I like this chart. This is good support. I just it already had earnings. I just don't know what what's, you know, what's the
3: catalyst. Yeah. I don't think you have to hurry into it. I do believe there's going to be a story here eventually, but man, it has been tough to be a value investor in Ford, GM or value stocks, so I wouldn't load up on them. But I you know, you got to have a few value stocks in there for the rotation. That yeah, whole bar so, approach. So, okay, so I, you, I own some Ford. It's right where I bought it. It hasn't been great.
2: Uh, yeah, you probably
3: rally to sell. Uh,
2: just so you can complain about them, you should keep them in your portfolio. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I've, right. I've got a few dogs in there, that's for sure. All right, Spencer,
1: can what we, else? Uh, can we talk pod here for a second? so it's worth pointing out that Kronos had earnings this morning, but I don't yes. know if that's relevant. If you just look at all these charts, look at Tilray, Kronos, Canopy, Afria. Aurora, the, the charts look identical uh this morning uh, overnight and this morning. They all popped and now they are fading hard. Uh Dennis, you pointed out that this was the uh the, Kramer pop the, the, on the a work of Kramer. These. Yep. The work of Kramer uh saying at least
3: on CGC. He said he, like he was CGC was on Kramer, the CEO, and he was yep. really talking it up. So well,
1: all these charts look the same. I mean Tilray looks the same. As for sure. if you pull, up, like, you pull up like a 15-minute chart. Look at Tilray, look at CGC, look at Kron, they all look identical. You just bring up the weeklies on all of them, they all look
3: identical too. They're in all clear downtrend still. And yes, you know, maybe the story, you know, can get hot again for pot stocks. And yes, they've been in the gutter for a while and maybe they were oversold. So maybe they need a little bit of a lift. But, you know, we've given the valuation arguments before here. These stocks are not cheap. So I'm not going to talk valuation because nobody cares about valuation in this world. Uh, but is CGC going back to 50 anytime soon? I don't think so. So can it get a little short squeeze? Can it get a little bit of love? Yeah, it can. I mean, but I'm not chasing. Again, you're up 7% here this morning. It's now the time to buy. It was probably the time to buy yesterday before the stock was one. We knew it was coming on Kramer. Two, they were hammering pot stocks and they hated them yesterday. Now all of a sudden they love them. So I got to think there's overhead supply when you get near 21 here on CGC. That's from two days ago where everybody got caught long. So I'm not excited about this round. Yeah, but
1: w- w- there's also people this morning who were caught at 21.22. Oh, it was high. It was there this
3: morning. 22.50. What are people doing? Why? Why was it 22
1: and a half this morning? That's what I thought you would know.
3: <laughs> well, it was on a Kramer and he pumped it a bit, but I mean, there's got to be another headline. I know Afria bought some drink or something, but holy macro! Cr- okay, so all oh, caught. You're right, Spencer. 22 and a half. It's, it's I, I don't think it's anywhere it's getting 22, 21. I think it continues to leak probably. So I'd sell rallies. I'm a seller of rallies in all and these pot. Canadian pot stocks. Yeah, this, uh, the U.S. This... competition's coming too. I mean, is it really good news that you know we, we're legalizing across? They can say, oh, yeah, we have more customers. But you know what that also means? There's going to be more producers coming at them too from the U.S. So these Canadian pot stocks that have just had a gravy train going, you know because they're the, the only place to go for so long that ships sailed. That's why I think you know I went, you know, the grow generation. I don't know from a valuation perspective, but there's still at least a story there because it you know it's just getting the party started. But this party ended a long time ago for these pot stocks, and I think it gets hot every once in a while. But I think these rips are just selling opportunities.
2: Uh, this one I, I was looking, at, did it as a pre market prep stock of the day, and uh. I mean, it sold off yesterday. And I, I think I think the real buyers in this one started nibbling down here, like around 14. You had all these days here and then started to run up. And then the debate, you know, Camilla Harris mentioned it in the debate. You had to run up. And then Monday, oh, I know what the trade is. I got to get in, uh, you know, because pot's going to get improved. And then they pulled the – this is really ch- – 22.50. I mean, we're two bucks off that high. What was the high from yesterday? The high from yesterday was 1957. So, wow, this thing is all over the map. I don't think we're going to get that low, but uh, take a look at uh, if you get a look, even if you get into the 21 handle, 2113 was your two day high, and some volume traded up there when it went to 2250. So, sell on the pop. That was at like 5 a.m. this morning.
3: Wow, that's just got way overdone. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it pays to get up and you got these stocks and you see ridiculous moves. Don't question it. Just book the game. Cause sometimes these these four AM moves and these five AM moves, there's no liquidity out there, and people are all excited about whatever story. Sometimes they get way overdone.
2: All right. Uh, SP is just Dancing around thirty five hundred here. Uh, still up sixty two handles at thirty four ninety seven. About eleven points off that pre market high, thirty five oh eight fifty.
1: All right, eight twenty seven. We'll have Ryan Dietrich on in about eight or so minutes. Let's let's go uh more down our list here. Uh, Upwork had earnings yesterday, up twenty six percent this wow. on a heavy heavy volume. Earnings per share, $0.04 cents versus an estimate of an $0.08 cent loss. Sales of 96 versus $90 million. Q4, sales guidance above estimates. Fiscal year, sales guidance above estimates. So good numbers across the board, at least from the headlines for UPWK.
3: Great call by Jason Rasnick on yeah. this one. Yep. I, I owned it with him, and I sold it, and I shouldn't have done that. Obviously, it's way significantly higher from where I sold it here now. I like the story. I just sold it because I thought I had a pretty good run. And, you know, sometimes you think I was a good run, but there's more ridiculousness ahead. Now, this is a big move here. So,
0: wow.
2: I,
3: yeah, I mean, we're, ta- the- we're touching up to all time highs on this.
2: We're above all time highs. Well, right that, at that's it.
3: impressive. Yeah. I originally bought this at nine bucks before Jason actually brought it on. I I was in this one time from like 11 to 15. And then Jason talked me back into it, and I rebought 16 and wrote it up. I think I didn't write it very well. I think I wrote up to maybe 18. Um, but now it's 25. Wow. A new all time high. Story is still hot. Story is intact. Stocks making new all time highs. I do not short. I'd be a buyer of pullbacks. Yeah. case
2: for real, man. That is a big move. And uh, we got over 26 bucks. Uh, Pre market high just initially on the pop. Or no, I mean, it, it, it walked up there. It didn't spike up there, Dennis. Wow, just impressive. They just impressive. walked it up here. Pre-market high is uh, 26 twenty You're a buck off that, so there you go. You got to get to that level, take out that level, to keep it going. If not, you might see a little bit of a profit taking in this. Uh, support, 24 at that 4 a.m. open. And if you want a number of the day, just to keep an eye on, uh, former old, former, oh, wow. What was his all-time high here? All-time high was 25 even. Uh, so stay above 25 here. Impressive. Impressive move. Yeah, big time. Wow. Big time impressive.
1: Uh, I'm seeing some very, very light volume. Maybe like one or two trades in Generac this morning. So you might see it up like 35%, but I don't think there's any really really real trades up, up there. Um, it, it, uh, Kramer discussed it last night as well. Oh,
3: you're telling the 300 that that was an off exchange print. I have no idea. I hope somebody didn't get totally screwed on that. It printed $300 for 200 shares at eight o'clock. I got to think that was a misprint. Maybe I don't think that eight o'clock you see some funny stuff that could have been a misprint either way. It's a way outside the market. So it's 2:33 right now up 10 bucks. It's a big move for GNRC too. It's just been an incredible stock. It's a stock that I would own on a pullback here. Another Jason Rasnick pick. um, You know, he had a couple, you know, The Rocket wasn't a good one, but man, he's had some other really good picks here. GNRC's been a fabulous pick.
2: Do they have numbers?
3: No. It's just trading up just because everything's up We we just got
1: initial jobless claims. I mean, I don't know what what more there is to say. I guess you can say they are worse than expected 751,000 jobless claims filed last week uh that's in line with the previous week and higher than estimates these numbers are at this point it's just it's numbing Uh, i think we're all numb to these numbers by now uh but yeah seven hundred fifty-one thousand jobless claims filed last week so we're not going down on a week over week basis which i I guess so we still have a long way to go to actually get out of this crisis um Eight thirty-one here. Well, we'll, well have- and that's a good, you know,
3: before yeah. we bring Ryan on there, just in talk a couple minutes about, you know, we do have a long ways to go to get out of this crisis, and we have the tale of two markets here. Yep. And you know, we've seen it happen here in the last day, where you think, wow, what a rip, roar, and rally. Well, it's not if you own value stocks, because the IWM, yeah, bounced back a little bit towards the end of the day, but you know, stocks like Caterpillar just slaughtered yesterday. Um, you know, the banks, we talked about them already. They were really ugly. I mean, the retail stocks like Kohl's and Nordstrom just going straight down. Macy's straight down again yesterday on a day when it seemed like everything was going straight up. It's, you know, American Airlines, you can look at Boeing not participating at all. There's definitely so much separation, nothing more pronounced than yesterday's trade where they had to buy every tech stock. And they left the reopening stocks in the dust. And maybe that made sense because obviously with Biden coming in, he's not going to be just reopening the economy. And we talked about this the day before the presidential election, that if Biden gets in, the reopening stocks could lag. And they lagged big time yesterday. I got to think that maybe that continues until obviously they need a vaccine. And I don't know. You know, where, when that's coming, nobody knows when that's coming. And if you're just flat out just buying value stocks or buying reopening stocks, hoping you turn it around, they're not keeping up with tech whatsoever. They're, this market is buying tech because they think it works with or without COVID.
1: Yeah, it's weird because like on the one hand, you see daily new cases rising. You don't really see daily new deaths rising with it. So you could say maybe there's a few reasons why. Maybe we're getting better at treating this thing. Maybe it's just a, it is a result of more testing. But the market doesn't really seem to care about daily new cases like it used to, which on the one hand indicates, okay, the market's looking past this. But on the other hand, you've got the fact that all these industries just have not rallied. Retail, travel, tourism, have not rallied. In some cases, they're at the lows or near the lows. Yeah. And from that point of view, the market's saying, "Oh no, no, no! We're not done with this yet. We're not out of the woods yet." So it's sort of yeah. this, this, these competing narratives. Where on the one hand, the market is shrugging off all these new cases, but on the other hand, they're not buying the stocks that really got punished no. in, Mar- in February, March, and April. So I don't know what that. I is. mean, look at American Airlines. A competing narrative. I don't know.
3: It, it, it is a competing blind. narrative, and it, American Airlines is where it was in March. If you bought American Airlines so inclined to say, well, eventually it's coming back, you had a couple of rips in there since then, but it's right where it was in early March. So you can buy right on the March lows. UAL, same story. Not on the lows, but they're back to where they were in March when they were really chopping around. Carnival Cruise Lines is basically back to where it was in March. It's $13. It had the rip-roaring rally in June when we thought we were getting past it, when it got to 25 and it's right back down here again. So Boeing, same story. I mean, these stocks are just not participating, and COVID is the reason. So the question is, do we see once we get a vaccine, do we see this trade reverse for a while? I mean, you know, because there's so much separation between the tech, the Zooms, and the Pelotons, you know, and the teledocs, and then the old economy, where or does this just, you know, not even matter at a certain point in time? I, I don't know the answer to that question. Don't
1: you, don't need, you don't
2: need an answer to the question. I mean, the charts tell you what to do or what you, not you to gotta do. You got to
3: buy tech on pullback. It's yeah. what works. Yeah. It's why I went in my retirement account and I didn't put American Airlines in their retirement account. I mean, like 20 years from now. I didn't add American Airlines. I didn't add Boeing. What did I add last tech. week? The Qs. Yeah. Flat out out of the Qs. I had a huge chunk of cash that I had sold when I was nervous. I was like, I got a 10% pullback in the Qs. I don't want to miss the next boat. So I put the majority of it to work. Just flat out bought the cues. Don't even overthink it, and boom—you know—it's up 10% in three days. It's unbelievable. That's the trade that continues to work. That's the trade that continues to pay. I'm not sure it even derails with a vaccine. I think it cools off if we get a vaccine. Like, like believe me, tech can actually go down if we get vaccine news. But we're so—we we don't have any clarity of when that's going to be. So we're so far away from that. You know, it's hard to just all of a sudden say, I'm going to short tech and buy these, you know, beaten down value
1: names. Yep. All right. Let's bring on our guest here, Ryan Dietrich. He's a chief market strategist and senior vice president at LPL Financial. Ryan, good morning
4: good morning guys thanks for having me back um what are we going to talk about there's nothing happening today I guess. Well, actually,
1: well before we get to what's actually happening i want to tell everyone if you're watching the markets last week specifically last wednesday october 28th and you're wondering what is my birthday die, by the way why are we happy birthday off? why is the market so weak i present to you ryan dietrich who <laughs> jinxed it in the morning of he said not only is october 28th historically the best performing day of the year it's also my birthday and yeah,
4: the market fell a bit. So. That didn't work, did it? The well, Mark, Mark, Mark Twain said, "History doesn't repeat, but it rhymes." I, it didn't rhyme so much this year, but um, I had a good birthday. But boy, that was that one viral, as the kids say. I mean, it's a fun little, stupid little stat. My birthday market's usually strong, and everybody talked about it. I, I got some, you know what, after Wednesday last week, so <laughs> we bounced back. <laughs> but you know, what can I say? We're fading the Ryan Dietrich birthday next
3: year. I'm writing that one in my calendar here right now. October. I'm getting older. It's
4: not as good. You know, that's how it goes. So, yeah. (laughs) But, you know, guys, I'm building what you're saying there, Dennis. I mean, I've come on with you guys all year saying, you know, we still like growth. We still like tech. We still like healthcare. That's where the earnings are coming from. In a low growth, low inflation, low rates world, which is where we still are, we think this recession's over. We think next year is an expansion. It's not going to be great. 100,000 new cases. I mean, we are still in a slow growth world. Investors, reach for growth. And we still in models that we run for our 14 or I'm sorry, 17,000 LPL advisors, we still have a little bit of a tilt toward growth over value with tech kind of being one of those areas. And and, after what's happened after this election with the split Congress, which should mean less less regulation and less um, potential headaches, I guess, for tech, that's still a group that we think makes a lot of sense to continue to lead into 2021.
5: I mean, the right market on. just
4: continues to
3: speak the same story here. So it's hard. But as a trader, though, I mean, you look at this and you're like, okay, before the election, maybe you were nervous going into this election. What if, you know, we don't have a result right away? The market, everybody says it's going to sell off, including myself. And now you mm-hmm. see the, the NASDAQ rally basically 7% in two days, and we still don't know who the president is what do you do now like do you chase it up here or do you wait for that well back that inevitably seems to
4: always come you guys see my screen right i hope that worked this, this oh yeah share screen exactly. oh, perfect yeah. so i ta- i was on with you guys a month ago i said listen election years october tends to get a downside surprise you know there's always some jitters and then you can see what happens next i wrote this on our blog yesterday LPLResearch.com. november and december are usually strong during election year and i get it 2020s unlike any year we've seen at the same time you know, we. Uh, my opinion is we've had a lot of good market breath here, a lot of good participation. Credit spreads have remained really tight. The bond market hasn't been worried. We had that strength in the ten-year yield. I know what the ten-year yield's done since the election, but the strength in the ten-year yield, all of it, kind of added up to us that yeah, there's this scary, uncertain event happening. But things still look pretty good for an upside resolution, a chase into the end of the year, if you will. And, and I know it can all change in a, in a blink of an eye. But still, we still think it makes sense. And we're going to get some strength this fourth quarter, whether we get a resolution on the election or not. I think the market's voting. Yeah, i looked to predict it. It's like, what, 86% chance that Republicans retain, as of this morning, retain uh, the Senate. That's what the market wants to see. They all say gridlock is good. I've been saying it all year. Guys, this will be the eleventh year in a row the S and P five hundred finished green when you had a divided Congress. Okay, it's not about Republicans Democrats. A divided Congress truly is more of a tailwind than not. And that could be all the market needed to see for the, the rally. And clearly, boy, it's happened. But yesterday's just so unique, right? I mean, NASDAQ up 5%, S&P up, what, 2%? I forget the exact number. You, you had more stocks down than up. I mean, like like you guys were talking about before it came on. If you weren't in the growth names, you didn't think yesterday was a good day at all. So it was unique under the surface. But still, I think you know, this growth train is still probably the place you want to be in the um, in the New York six, 6 to 12 months from now. I look at those stats you're
3: showing and look at this slide. And it looks like we just got to buy in September and October because November and December are always good. It looks like. Yeah. The, even the, in the, our another, election years, those are pretty strong. It's <laughs> pretty strong seasonality happens there.
4: And here's what your average election year looks like. The next one, we're in the troublesome area. Sure enough, my birthday led to a lot of that trouble obviously with the sell off, but then, you know, it, it's kind of one of those. It is what it is. I don't I'm not trying to say it's going to happen again, but all these data pieces kind of add up. But one thing I wanted to touch on with you guys, we were on record of saying for a while that this race is probably going to be closer than what people think. We didn't, it was uncomfortable. We didn't see a blue wave. We saw a divided Congress and a coin flip with the, with the presidential election. And we were out there. And, you know, one of the things that we talked about was there's higher wages. So you see it on the screen here, which if you look at a percent of based on all the other presidencies, now I know higher wages happened this year because of the CARES Act. We get it. But still, the higher wages historically, mean President Trump might have a little bit better chance. The next one is the stock market. I know it's probably not going to be right this time, but when the stock market's up the three months before the election, the incumbent president tends to win. If it's down, incumbent present tends to lose. This was everywhere, I'm aware, right? 87% of the time. But once again, you know, it sure looks like Biden's going to eke this out. But I think it was closer to what most people thought. And some of these signals said it's closer. And that's kind of why we thought a divided Congress made sense this time a week ago. And now it's looking pretty good uh, right here.
1: So, Ryan, part of your job is to advise your advisors. But I'm curious what you're hearing from them and, and any clients that you speak with about confidence going for like so you're projecting confidence but but, but what are they
4: saying to you are they all well, right confidence no, no i mean investors usually worry it feels like you know for the most part people are worried you know the what on the screen right now biden's tax rates right that was the big worry if you get a biden wave if you get a blue wave all these taxes are going to go higher last time i checked when you're coming out of a re- recover recession and a recovery you at add, add high, high taxes that was a great depression. That didn't work so well. So, we've been saying it's we, yeah, we're probably going to see higher taxes. We think higher taxes are coming globally, not just in the US. But now, with this divided Congress, it's going to be harder, right? We're not probably not going to see a 28% corporate tax rate right away. And don't forget what, when President Obama, a lot of his big initiatives weren't pushed through until his second term. So, it's not like these things just flip a switch and go. But the higher taxes are coming. But the positive to that is spending. Stock markets like spending. If President Trump were to win or former Vice President, uh, Biden is going to win. Both of them spend a lot. And you can see here on the next screen, I'm showing all the, what is it? It's $7 trillion the next 10 years of spending. Stock markets like spending, and historically it is true. The stock market does a tad better under Democrats uh, than Republicans. Um, so that is all. This, you mix it all up, it's a unique scenario, but with all the spending that's happening with the recovery, with the rece- likely not a recession next year, we just think uh, things are still positive. The last thing I want to touch on here, these are the prepared slides I had. Historically, the stock market does a little bit better when a president gets reelected. You can see on the screen, that's the blue versus the new guy in office, and that makes sense. If you get reelected, the economy is probably strong. Things are probably pretty good. That next year is a little bit better. So so maybe this says you know, the indecision of a new guy in office could could maybe uh, potentially take a little off of potential gains next year. But that's skewed. And, you know, after a, a, I'll call it the fifth year, fifth year of Reagan, fifth year of, of, of President Obama and fifth year of Clinton, the, the, the S&P gained like 30% all those times, again, because the economy was strong. We got an okay economy, but we're still, you know look at what 700,000 people filed financial claims. We still got a ways to go, but that's just kind of a new thing to think about here. But bottom line, we still like stocks over bonds. Um, we've warmed to small caps a lot here, as we do think the US economy does a little bit better next year, and still like growth over value. But some of those cyclical value industrials and materials are two groups we've warmed to and added in some of our models for our uh, advisors. Ryan, are you just surprised, though, at just the, the speed of
1: the rally in the last couple of days here?
4: You know, oil was, what, negative 37 or 38 bucks a barrel back in March. I don't think anything surprises me anymore with 2020. I mean, this is just crazy. But, but you're right. I mean, you would have thought with the, this, the, the, the sure certainty of a president, that could be what it took for the market to take off. But anymore, uh, I, I've said for a long time, there's two things I follow through the day. Advanced decline lines and what the credit markets are telling me. Both of those have been fairly strong the last couple of months, and I get all the news, and I talk about the news, I go on TV and do all that stuff, you know. But at the end of the day, if, if broad participation's there and the bond market's not freaking out, that usually means the economy's okay. It usually means stocks are going to continue to do well, and that has been the scenario we've seen and continue to see, and why we think a year-end rally makes some um, more sense than not.
2: Brian, um, any comment on the on the uh, on the um, the precious metals or? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, this this move in Bitcoin here, uh, technically it uh, looks great. Uh, any comments mm-hmm. on those
4: two markets? Yeah, unfortunately, due to compliance, I'm not allowed to talk about Bitcoin. So I got, I got to gotta go out okay. that okay. way. But Sorry I can't about talk that. about gold. Yeah, yeah, I live in a world of compliance. Sorry, they'll yell at me. You know, slap my wrist. But gold, <laughs> we, we've warmed to gold. we we went turned bullish gold at LPL Research last September. We still think gold has been consolidated. It looks like it's starting to break out here, right? It all comes down to that dollar. Joe Biden's policies are more, uh, you know, bearish dollar than potentially President Trump that's another tailwind. And again, I think I said this with you, you probably heard it. US dollar made a major peak in 85. US dollar made a major peak in 2001. 16 more years later, 2017, US dollar made a major peak. I can't tell you why every 16 years the dollar makes a major peak. What I do know is it happens and it goes down for years. We think with the massive trade and budget deficits, those are fundamental drivers to continue to kind of push that US dollar, pull that US dollar lower. We think gold in a proper portfolio makes a lot of sense for a little diversification here. We've liked it for a while and still like it.
1: And then Ryan, just to wrap up here, like, are mm-hmm. you looking
4: at any other markets outside the U.S.?
1: Is there anywhere worth look? Maybe China? I don't know. Was this was this the Big Ten football question
4: or not it's easy. <laughs> um, no, yeah. I,
1: I, I saved that for Joel. There you go. Okay, that. there we go. Okay. No,
4: we we we've we've like, we've really warmed to China a lot from a technical yeah. point of view all year. we we've do some technical webinars for our advisors and said, hey, you know, Chinese issues. I mean, I get all the stuff going on with China. Do we trust their data? But technically China, it looks really good technically. And we're gonna release our 2021 outlook here in about a month or so. We like emerging markets also. We've liked emerging markets for a while. We still think that's where everything started first. The real strength's coming there for, for the well-diversified portfolio here in the US. We think adding a tad of China and a little bit of EM, we still don't like developed international, specifically Europe. We like Japan a little bit more, but Europe we still have trouble with. But we think emerging markets that lower dollar and bigger recovery. China, again, who trusts their data? They might have a positive GDP this year. I mean, that's crazy, you know I mean? But, but it's true. And they're going to start expanding again next year. China makes up, what, 40% of emerging markets uh, from an equity point of view. So we like EM and China here as well for um, uh, a little bit of a different play if you want to get out of US there. I don't, know, I don't
1: know who trusts their data, but
4: I guess that's all we've got. So, right. Ryan,
1: congratulations. price looks good. <laughs> congratulations <laughs> on Ohio yeah. State. You guys are looking good. I'll save Joe yeah. yeah. for having to tell you that himself. Uh, Ryan Dietrich <laughs> is the uh, chief market strategist and senior vice president at LPL Financial. Ryan, we always appreciate your historical insights. Thanks a lot.
4: See you guys next month. Appreciate it. Take all care. Right. All right. Thank
1: you, buddy. Thanks, Ryan. Okay. We got a lot of tickers that were from the chat. I was writing them down.
4: Ticker time.
1: Uh, yeah. Joel, yes. hey, hey take your time okay. all right let's go um, well someone had asked actually this is one from a, from a, a few days in a row now we i'd seen solo get a few mentions and we haven't talked about solo for a while here on the ev show. trade
3: got hot yesterday yeah the ev trade at least in the morning it was hot it slowed down a little bit in the afternoon but they did rip up um kndi is one that i trade with this as well it had a fantastic day it's following through here this morning so, um, you know, these two, i, I mean, obviously I'm not, you know, digging in the weeds. I just know these two tend to go together to a certain extent. Solo's lagged. I mean, they, they got a little bit of life showing here right now, um, but this has still been like a Tesla, Neo, the big guns type of market yeah. here. I'm not sure that this is anything more than just, a, you know, a little bit of life before, you know, it starts to leak again. I tried to play this one a couple times. It just hasn't went.
2: Well, I had the big volume day yesterday. That's what you want to see. 4.5 million uh, the previous day, 17 million yesterday, 317. You're trading right there yesterday's high. So, you know, let's take that out little bit concerning is that you spiked up a couple times you spiked up to 335 that couldn't hold so 330 335 those are your next targets not only do you want to see it go up there you want to see it up there and hold and show that you got buyers there uh, but last two times caught a cold up in that area good support under 280 not great with low price stocks or high price stocks and what was the other one we were mentioned with this one I have
3: KNDI that I sometimes know that when KNDI goes solo, it can sometimes okay. Go as well,
2: uh, that had a good day yesterday. Little follow through today. I mean, I don't see anything clearly until you get over ten bucks. Got a pair of highs. That's a buck. Uh, what is that? A buck fifty away now. Got to I'd be I'd be Larry until two, 1061, 1068, That's your next resistance and got an over a bu- got about a buck to get to that area. I yeah, sold my Fisker. Nine to, You did?
3: I sold my Fisker yesterday. Yeah, I finally got it. It came back to 12 and I'm like, you know, this is just technical, technical trade and it's breaking down. I still like the EV story, but there's going to be a lot of EV stories there and this one just cooled off so much and I watched the stock go. You know, obviously it was a good one. I had bought it around 12 and it went to 18. I didn't get out and I sold half of it at 15 on some spike after hours which was a gift. I wish I would have sold it all. And then I watched this thing all all the way down to the eight handle. So what's the symbol on that one? FSR. FSR. So I got rid of that. I sold some stocks yesterday. Some of these sales obviously bad now because the stocks are higher. The Fisker one was okay. Um, Twitter, I sold yesterday for the simple reason that I didn't think Trump's getting in. And I think you just had this little dead cap bounce off it. And I think the story's still hurting here to a certain extent. So I sold my Twitter and I sold my DraftKings, which was a mistake, because right now I would be back to even, and I sold it for a small loss yesterday when it cut up. Um, but it's it's tacking on. Um, you know, maybe I'm wrong. I held the LCA. That's the only one I'm going to hold on to the LCA. I yeah. like the story. I think the LCA story could get hot. I want Penn Gaming back, but now it's ripped here. So I'm going to be looking for a pullback to get back into pen. That's the one I kind of wanted, and then I traded Pen for DraftKings. I wish I would have traded DraftKings back for Pen and bought Rebot the Pen yesterday. I'd like Pen to get back to 60 I would strike. So, I'm looking to get back into Pen. Like Pen better than DraftKings.
1: All right. I want to go back to our chat here. Here's one that we have not talked about, I think, on our show before. CVAC CureVac. This is an IPO from back in August. This is a vaccine company. Uh, they, they produce like other, like other vaccines. like they, They've got the rabies shot and a few others, but they do have a COVID vaccine candidate here. We haven't talked about this one on our show. I mentioned they only IPO'd a few months ago, uh, so there, there isn't that much data here. But CVAC, Joel, take a look at the chart.
2: Yeah, boy, I had a wild first month there, huh? It went uh, off the IPO and settling in in. The the long-term buyers here, they were trying to be patient uh, in the lower 40 handle, 43. But right now, they've stepped it up to 46. So I don't know. It just doesn't seem – now you're trading up a buck 62. I'm not sure on what news that's related on. So I think you'll have to up it if you're going to want to that 46. You just have to see where the buyers step up again. uh, Just for a little bit longer term, if you're looking for a big move in this thing. I don't remember ever looking at this before. I mean, the whole month. I mean, this is the whole story. Sleepy.
3: It's been a sleepy stock. So it could break. It's It's looking to go one way or another.
2: Yeah. Is that
3: a
1: song?
2: uh, Yeah. I think one way or obviously 60, 60 66 is mid-range there so if you're looking for that's a ways away now just hey, quiet i think you get want... a chance to get this one back maybe not at 46 47 maybe a pullback i don't follow uh, company enough to yeah. really like
1: you want sleepy what about what about moderna here mrna really Uh, we know i
2: hate moderna and
3: novavax i've said that all along where's novavax oh look it's down back down i hate it at 145 moderna Hated it at 115 still don't like it at 89 i think these stocks are going much lower in the long run moderna as well although i mean they can have a positive headline off a vaccine but there's a lot of fluff in here I think long-term, you're buying these things and forgetting about them, you get burned.
1: Okay, wait, on the Moderna thing real fast. They are going to present at the Credit Suisse Virtual Healthcare Conference. That's on the 11th at 8 a.m. So there will likely be news from Moderna that morning, if not the day
5: before.
3: It's going to get these pops. You're going to see these pops, and I think they're selling opportunities. You know what is a good selling opportunity right now, too? Like an awesome selling opportunity, in my opinion? What,
2: Joel?
3: AstraZeneca. What a rally for a zebra N In the last three days, has went from 50 to 56 Oh, that's
2: so unusual. Huh,
3: that's huh. such a big move. Well, it was the drug news, and then obviously it's, you know, the, the we saw all the drug stocks spiking yesterday. Wow. But wow, man, this has a, been a dog and just gave you a gift, and you're coming back to all this overhead supply. I would ring the register if I was still in AstraZeneca. I'd be getting out, getting out while the getting's good. Some of these yeah. pharmaceutical stocks, they really – really ripped higher yesterday and some of these are just opportunities to get out i mean Merck as well i obviously own Merck in the long-term portfolio yeah man what but a move. i mean th- these are ripping rallies in stocks that were not in favor of the avvi move is just insanity like um i i have some of these in the long-term portfolio i'm probably gonna stick with them but if i had these on for trades i'd be ringing the register and some of these some of these moves were insane in the pharmaceutical stocks yesterday i mean even unh like is it worth thirty dollars more was it worth 10% more yesterday because Biden got in? I had Biden as a UNH stock, but holy macro! I think I did anyways. But holy Look at that, Abby. Wow. Big, b- big moves. Big moves. Yeah. And Take they, the gains when you got the gains. Especially for these. These are old stodgy stocks. Yeah, they don't move like this. This is yeah. out of the norm. This is like gifts from the they're, trading gods. They're like derivatives. I
2: mean, holy macro! Uh, this
3: AbbVie move, I'm long Abvi in the long-term portfolio, at least I think I still am, I don't think I got rid of it, but uh, $79 a week ago, it got up to $97. You're talking about a 25% move in a stock. Like this is the entire move for the last three months. I mean, this is just huge moves. And these stocks are cheap, don't kid yourself. Like, you know, maybe it's just a matter of playing catch up. The AbbVie dividend is 5.44%, even at this price. And I think it's safe. I mean, some of these stocks were just way too cheap five days ago. But now they've overshot. So I think you sell them and you rebuy them when you get another shot in the mid-80s and happy. Like the companies, but wow, that's a
2: lot of money in a hurry. Yeah, historical moves there. Uh, Quiet S&P here uh, heading into the uh, last five minutes of the show today. I mean, holding on to the gains, uh, still up 62 handles, 34.97.
1: Uh, I want to do Zynga here real fast. They had earnings after the close. It was a good yeah. report. I mean, their their sales guidance, they actually raised their sales guidance uh, and their bookings. They sales. hate me, man. The market yeah. hates me. No, it doesn't. Hate
3: <laughs> <you>. <laughs> uh, I got the Zynga. I was like, it's going to have a good report. I think it's going to do good. And it did everything it's supposed to do and they just slaughtered it. I guess the earnings, though, the bottom line, they cared about this one for whatever reason, but I don't know. I thought they were going to have a good quarter. And the market thought it was going to have a good quarter, too. It ran. I bought it
2: ahead of the quarter. Wrong. Nine bucks. Tons of support there if you want to. Yeah, look I'm not it selling area. it here. Yeah. This was
3: this – was, I put it in the longer-term portfolio because when it got – I think I, I bought it like last week, like 9.30, I think. So it's back to where I bought it. But I was like, boom, it went 9.87. I was like, oh, this is perfect timing. And it broke out. You know, Now we're going to get a report, and they're going to have a good one. It's going to rally 10%. And no, it went the other way. I mean, this is this happens on these reports, but I still think the gaming story is not going away. I own Zynga. I own Take-Two. I own uh, Glue Mobile. I own EA. The only one I don't own is Activision Blizzard, and I should probably rebuy that one. So, I mean, I still like the gaming story.
1: Well, tell me when you do, and I'll go the other way. I know. Um, I'm bad luck on these
3: gaming stocks. You
1: are. Um, H <laughs> um, 56 here. I, I want to say I've written down... Uh, a few more tickers, and, I'll, and we'll try to cover those. Uh, we, we will cover those in the afternoon show, but I want to open the floor up now. Mitch, you have another trading. Mitch has been hot of late. He, Mitch gives
3: us good he ideas. He was on
1: the, the Fubo trade a couple weeks I'm ago. I'm still in
3: Fubo. Okay. Mitch, let us know when you're selling Fubo.
1: <laughs> Mitch, yeah.
3: what, about, what did we buy this at? Eleven? You gave this to us. It was like 11 bucks. It's now 14 and a half. So, Mitch, you're hot right now. Give me more trading ideas.
5: Yeah, I got something for you guys. You know what you got? I've been uh, doing a little research, and now I like that, that I've now that I've been seeing kind of a leaning towards a Biden campaign as a part of his campaign platform, uh, former Vice President Joe Biden said that he'd put forward legislation that would provide fifteen thousand in tax credits for first time home buyers. This could be a game changer for a lot of people that you know can't afford. To buy a, a house right now, this could definitely push them over the edge and get them there faster. So, some of the ones I'm going to be looking at, guys. Let's look at the big boys right now. Let's check out HD and Lowell. Lowells and HD definitely look on the chart like they're ready to break out. Um, that's what I'm seeing on the chart. I'll let Joel be the be the chart well, master I, there. Uh, but- I don't
2: want to I don't want to poo poo because your uh, your um, you're JD dot uh that was that one, one it's, yeah, it's, yeah it's that, 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 that it's just a lot of I mean you're up nicely here. I mean this thing has just had a tango with two getting over 290. So you're getting close to it today. You bust out over this, you know, these three highs here. Uh where's it at? Old time high comes in at um 292.95. You got right up to that area before. So Ninety-two sixty-six. that's a wow just what a move though few day move i don't know it's
3: been a big move already so we're chasing a bit here i'd like a pullback i like home depot and lowe's i like the stories i don't think the stories are going to cool down i think people are still going to be building i think they're still going to be renovating their homes and doing upgrades and everything else so i like the story here mitch I think we gotta wait for a little pullback here now because they've just run too far. So, in the last so Mitch, of years.
1: if you're going along the first-time home buyers trade, you're also looking at like RKT and, and 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 other mortgage companies.
5: Yeah, there's a, a bunch of plays here. So, really, this, you know, to me, this story is not a today story, but more along away, going yep. into the next quarter. Um, so, uh, and going into the next year. So, another one that I've been looking at is also LL. Um, LL has been doing really well, um, and if you like ETFs, um, I I'd I mention NAV, or maybe if you like some leverage, um, you can go with Nail N A I L. I like right. those.
1: I, 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 yeah, I would just caution the leverage ETFs while wow. can be are you meant to be used for the short term, not meant to be used for long term uh, investments. That's not how they're designed. So I would just caution anyone who's using those. They can be. They're great for trading. They're not really designed to be held as long-term investments. So I would just caution that
5: way to look out for the, the risk management yeah. side there, Spencer. Yeah. And uh, other two that I would look at is L E N and I N V H on the kind of the home home builder side. I,
3: I think the home builder still, and they gave you the nice pullback here in the last few days. And now they've ripped and they've ripped too much. So I would wait for a pullback here. I like the story though where Mitch is going. I think the timing, I think we're a little late, because Mm -hmm. three days ago would have been the time to strike when they were in the gutter and now they've had the big move. But with that being said, it's telling you you're right and you're on the right side of the trade. Obviously congrats to whoever was in them two, three days ago. I think you get another chance to get them on the cheap. I would be a buyer of pullbacks on all those stocks you just mentioned, because I like the Mitch stories and I like this home home story as well. And also
2: the legislation, you know, If Biden is elected, you know, it has to obviously have the transition and then uh, the legislation on it, so it might just take a little bit of time. But, uh, boy, I mean, everything you look at just has had just a tremendous move off, you know, off the lows just from three or four days ago.
3: Well, unless you're looking at those reopening stocks and they haven't gone right, anywhere. Right, so right. maybe there's a catch-up trade there, but that's been a tough, People are going to be at their trade. home.
2: They're not going to be flying on Boeing and going on cruises.
3: Well, that's what the market keeps saying. What I think the market that's a keeps trend, price in. yeah. And especially, you know, it kind of makes sense, especially if Biden is getting in, because he's not just going to reopen everything and say, it's the flu. You know, we're, we're just going to go back to the way we were because it's the flu. Trump was ready to do that. He was going to fire Fauci. Biden said, we're going to hire Fauci so COVID becomes more of a play and this probably makes perfect sense that they're just buying the hell out of the tech stocks here when you really think about it and they're leaving all these other reopening stocks in the dust because we know biden is obviously um you know concerned more about lives than he is about the economy so he's not going to be quick to reopening everything so that's trade is fully on if for whatever reason a huge upset happens here and it reverses because I think they got Biden at like 85 percent now. But if for whatever reason you know we don't have the final tallies here and it does go Trump's way, this trade will reverse in a hurry. So, um, if, if, they, right, if,
2: the, if the election does reverse, I mean, are they going to take the market down or is it just even going to go explode even higher?
3: I, 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 well, I think they take the Q's down so, okay. um, because you, you've seen this trade come on, that it's the it's the we're okay in tech if COVID and if we're, you know, going to play, you know, not lockdown, but if we're not quick to reopen everything. So uh, Q que- is we got.
5: Before we go, I just wanted to ask the chat and take like a quick poll here. Who's expecting to be traveling for the holidays? And what I mean by traveling is especially uh, flying. Um it's kind yeah. of interesting to ask the chat, especially with the you know over a thousand three hundred people watching right now. definitely you know hit the like hit the subscribe guys, but hit one if you're gonna be traveling and hit two if you're not gonna be traveling
1: yeah i I've actually looked into potentially going somewhere but i can't i can't quite bring myself to pull the trigger you know i i just can't i i I can't do it I haven't been able to 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 pull that trigger i'd yet. say it's strong. I thought no's about it. there. I thought about it but i just...
3: there there is some yeses but there's a lot of no's in there, yeah yeah. So what would you say? One was to travel, two was to not travel?
5: Yeah, two like, was not travel. It's looking a lot like twos.
3: Yeah, and, and there was a lot of no's right off the bat before you gave the numbers. Mm-hmm. So uh, um, it looks like I would say three quarters not traveling. So there's obviously – and I'm, well, I'm one also, of them. Also, I will not get – it. well, you guys – okay, let's just ask you guys, Joel. Are you willing to get on a plane, Spencer? You you are. No, 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 no. I'm – Oh, well, you know, you drove to it. Jersey. I drove. So you're not willing. Yeah. Either. What's
2: travel? Well, first of all, what's traveling? It's you fun. know, fun. is is it flying? Okay. Um,
3: let's just say fly. Yeah, because car travel is no risk in car travel. So we're talking flying. So yeah, let's talk great. flying. Would you get on a plane right now, Mister Al
2: Uh, I I am not, but um, Lisa is. Lisa is uh That's getting grand. It's getting her down to Florida, um on a you know on not on a commercial airline but uh she is flying back on a commercial airline uh and that's next week and she's got the the gear and everything and the seats and so she's going to do that uh, because we're going to get grandma back down to Florida for the winter. So Got it. I, I'm not going now. I, I have, I have no plans. Um, she is yeah. doing that.
3: I will be on zero airplanes until we have a vaccine because I'm still, I, we know I've been in the camp of being scared about the COVID, you know, maybe it is just the flu. Some people believe it's just the flu. Obviously our president kind of hints that it's just the flu. Um, but the unknown factor for me, and obviously, I've talked about my asthmatic child. That I'm, yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm airing on the yep. side of caution. Yep, I'm with you. Um, I'm not sitting here wiping down my groceries anymore, you know, and you know, and and obviously, you know, staying away from the entire world. But when I go out, I mask up N95 style, and I go into the grocery store. I put on gloves. Like I'm still, I'm kind of oh, a yeah. camper oh, camp yeah. where I'm just taking extra precautions,
1: but not totally upending my life for it yep. so taking yep. extra precautions yeah I'm, I'm not wiping down or anything but i am cautious because of the the whole asthma thing so yeah because spencer a, has asthma yep well i do and your spencer yeah so, uh, it's, a, it's a spencer thing it must be alright all right. <laughs> that'll be a wrap for us here everyone smash that like button we appreciate that we also appreciate all the super chats and the YouTube thank you very much uh, PJ early on and any other ones that I missed you can catch a replay of this show on our podcast or on every major podcast platform please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes not for investing or training advice like I said I wrote a bunch of tickers down little leak here yeah, yeah, little yeah. bit of leak leak. Leak. do
2: we got it? What, what's
1: going on Dennis you, I, I've, been, I've been watching Typically, you see a a news deluge at 9 a.m., but nothing really major out at 9, so um, don't really know.
2: Someone said something somewhere, nothing good. Man, I was looking mid range shot. Well, yesterday, just on the downside here. Yesterday's high was thirty four eighty, so that's a level you want to hold. Uh, if not, uh, mid range is thirty four sixty eight. So there's a couple of areas. So we'll have to we'll have to do some digging here to see what uh, what happened here at nine oh five. All right, thank you everybody. Sorry, Spencer, hop Whoa, in again. That's okay,
1: that's all right. That's
5: Raz. Who's our
2: guest? Oh, who's our guest? Oh, Raz is gonna be pumped up tomorrow. Oh boy. Work. Get your get your ears ready for tomorrow because uh Raz is gonna be super excited about uh the upwork and I think he had Vista too. Did that have a good report, Vista Outdoors? It did. It did. Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll be back with y'all tomorrow.
1: Well, yeah, we'll be I mean, Joel and I will be back at 3 40 p.m. But oh
2: Dennis, week, where'd you I get, said... get to... oh no? That's that's uh that's yeah, Mitch.
0: That's,
1: that's major. All right, have it going, everyone. We'll talk to you later.